most dynamic podcast on the internet, Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations, where we help people explode into their lives through full impact mindfulness. We use terms like abracadabra to create people. I create what I speak. I speak what I create. We help people change the script in their life. What we call it is reversing the curse. If you believe you can't get anywhere, you're going to have to convince us that you cannot. And the only requirement for membership to this podcast is the honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness to try. If you have a few molecules of those, you're well on your way. Welcome aboard and let the adventure continue. And today, as always, I'm joined by my good friend, co-host, and producer of this program, Mr. Mike. Good to be back again. Mike, uh, today we're going to talk a bit about validation. Uh, what's validation to you, Mike? It's a it's a confirmation that you're doing good. It's 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 a helpful you know it, it's a helpful thing to see you're on the right track. Sometimes it's a confirmation of someone's feelings. Yes, absolutely. I like I like that term. A confirmation of someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Too many people are told they're not supposed to feel that way, or that's not the way they think. So what's a what's a, a good way? A good example. A good solid concrete example of a person using validation to soothe the savage beast. Oh, we talked a lot about customer service here before the show. It feels like uh, a lot of that happens. It's being used uh, uh, to to quell the situation, to get to the heart of the problem. Like, I can see you're very upset, sir or ma'am. You know, I was like, yes, that is a problem. I understand how you feel with this. And then try to get to that next point past the sometimes rage of whatever has gone wrong. Yes, when you validate their feelings, that means that they don't have to convince you anymore that they're angry. Mm-hmm. And we can start talking about the problem. Yes, yes. And again, that's what 12-step recovery is about. It's about the solution rather than the problem. Mm-hmm. So I gave you a list of invalidating statements, Mike. And uh, what are some of those ones that resonate with you? What are the, some of the ones that stand out that you heard a lot or maybe even that you've used? Oh geez, oh, ones that I've used. One I ones I've heard in certain sets are like, "Don't be such a wimp about things." I, I've heard that a bit. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna call. You know, what you should really do is, um, yeah, like things like that, like 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 statements outside the box like that. Most people make a statement about their emotions or something that happened to their life, and the most invalidating thing is when a person makes it about them. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I had a my I had a flat tire on a, the parkway today coming into the city, and rather than the person say, "Oh my gosh, that must have been horrible," they'd say, "Oh, I remember when something like that happened to me," mm-hmm. and they go into a story about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you think, "Oh, you think you have it bad," uh, or one of the things is one of the most common phrases: "Well, life's not fair." Mm-hmm. Uh, something terrible happened in your life and you're really hurt. Maybe someone was mean and nasty to you. And rather than saying, wow, that sucks, tell me more about that, another person says, well, life's just not fair. Or I don't know how you put up with that. <laughs> right? I, I know I've said that to some people that have had some really bad employment situations. Uh, and another th- one of the most invalidating phrases that a person can say to another is, well, how do you think that makes me feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They make again. You make it all about yourself. Uh, why can't you be like your sister? Or one of the most common things I hear, Mike, 
is bullying has been going on since time began. However, in the school with the advent of social media and people seem to be more the subject of bullying and both in person, but mainly online. Mm-hmm. And one of the most common things that a parent will say to their child when they're being bullied in school or somebody saying nasty things to do, just ignore them. Mm-hmm. They're not in school receiving those hateful comments, are they? No, no. Or I, I've, I've seen uh, there's a mental health issue. I've seen some stories on recently in, in small towns. And the mental health advice they get from anybody who is around, whether a professional or, or, or anybody else, is to just suck it up. Right. Like, and that's all they have. You know, there's, they don't have anybody with a validating statement, they, you know, and it, or, or access to even just mental health that, that would be able to provide that. Yes. People need their feelings validated. And mm-hmm. once again, I'm going to repeat this throughout the podcast is that validating someone's feelings doesn't mean that you agree with them. Exactly. Exactly. If somebody's doing something that you find uh, uh, difficult, you don't understand their you know, it doesn't get to the harder problem if you're just just kind of uh, pushing down on it. Validating someone means that you're hearing them. And we've talked many times on this podcast about 80% of communication is active listening. And we've often said that no one has ever learned anything by talking, ever. Mm-hmm. So some of these validating phrases, Mike, the one we talk about when somebody comes up and says, I've ha- I had a really bad day. Uh, normally an invalidating statement says, well, if you think you had it bad, wait until you hear mine. Mm-hmm. That happens so often rather than saying, I hear, I see that you're very upset. Wow. That must've been hard, a hard day for you. Mm-hmm. So what that does is it's allow a person to further expand upon saying, well, here's what happened today. There's such a thing as catharsis. That means letting those things out. And I think that uh, what you and I were talking about, the uh, benefits of a venting session earlier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is. I, I don't know what. I swear, Jim, I don't know why you become my sounding board whenever you show up here and I tell you everything that's wrong. I <laughs> Um, between you and I have some other friends that I know, I was like, I need to have lunch. I need to get some stuff off my chest, you know, kind of thing. I feel, I feel, I feel so bad about that kind of stuff. (laughs) You shouldn't be a true friend should be able to listen to you. And a true friend should be able to be a sounding board. A true friend should be able to be absorb, Mm -hmm. absorb those feelings, anger, sadness, joy. And do you do the same thing for that person too, right? I mean, that's really important. I'm realizing when, like the people that I feel bad when I I, I put that on, I realize that I'm there when they need somebody to talk to too. So that's what friends are. When somebody needs to vent, they don't need suggestions. Mm -hmm. They don't need advice. Mm -hmm. They need to be heard and have their feelings validated. Right, right. Too often we try to jump right into fixing things. Mm -hmm. And again, this is one of the, Things that I impress upon when I have interns that when something happens in somebody's life, they immediately want to fix it. They immediately want to offer alternatives. They, well, why have you tried this? Why don't you do that? And one of the hard things to do, number one, is to sit in silence. Mm -hmm. And number two, is I try to impress upon that, is here's what will help this situation is time. And your job is to sit with them through the pain. We sit with people through the pain. 
when when a child comes home, a partner comes home with a broken heart about something that happens, the most important thing we can do is sit there, hold their hand, and be with them. Just to be with them. They know that they're safe. They know that they're secure. They know that they're being heard. Even if you don't, they don't have like any way to understand the situation, right? You know, uh, or or you do as the person that that's that's helping them helping out. You know, it's okay just to be there and 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 to be the sounding board for whatever that is. How many times has somebody said to you, "I don't know why this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening to me?" And the best thing you can do is say, I don't know. However, I'm willing to sit through it with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Everyone, everyone needs someone. Everybody needs somebody like that in their life. Uh, these validating phrases that what a tough spot. It sounds that's re- it sounds that's like that's really discouraging. It sounds that disappointed. I know how much that meant to you. And one of the things, one of the most important things will be tell me more. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. I had a terrible day at work. Well, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. So they get a chance to vent. They just a chance to have some catharsis. And I'm realizing I'm reading this list, and it sounds like a conversation I've had with one of my friends. <laughs> and their responses, um, so which means they're really good about at this kind of thing. Well, this is one of the ways that I, especially couples, partners, mm-hmm. when they talk to each other. When someone is upset or somebody, even with good times. Right, right, right. You, I often, I say, use this as a script, especially when, when texting, when talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Use these validating phrases and uh, they'll think that you're pretty great. <laughs> Absolutely. They'll think you're wonderful. Mm-hmm. So these probing and curious questions. Uh, is this a good time to talk mm-hmm. rather than rather than going to someone and say, hey, we need to have a serious talk. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. need to address this issue right now. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when somebody comes to you like that? Hey, we need to have a lunch this week. About, you know, that's a very leading thing. You know, um, I need to come to the office when I come in, when you, when you come in tomorrow. I'm like, mm, what is what's happening? You're waiting for a shoe to drop on something like that. Even when you disagree with somebody, Mike, saying that, help me understand. And I always use this example as a gentle confrontation. Mm-hmm. And that's actually something that I use um, when I find somebody doing something in production or something. And I'm like, help me understand why you do it this way. You know, and maybe that can turn into, you know, maybe they'll teach me something and, I, and I'm not getting or, or how they're wrapping their head around something. You know, it is it is like a lot of these do just lead into, you know, if you're open and genuinely want to to find things out, you know, uh, about the situation like it, these are good lead ins. This, this is these are these are what I use a lot in practice in business. When I used to mentor many physician assistant students, I would give them this example of a gentle confrontation. I'm mm-hmm. saying to them. Uh, I, you tell me that you like it here so much, and I truly believe that. You're, you volunteer, you're alert, you're active, you ask wonderful questions. Uh, however, you're 45 minutes late every day. Mm-hmm. Could you help me understand that? How that happens, yes. Could you help me understand that? Mm-hmm. You're doing a good job. I know that your heart's in the right place. You have the best of intentions. However, your work that you turn in is always late. Mm-hmm. 
Could you help me understand? Which helps that? get to the root of the problem, hopefully, that you can, you know, find a solution maybe that person's not thinking about. So when we would have and I know I talk about Dr. Zapter Chaudhary a lot on this program. Our good friend Dr. Chaudhary. Yes. When we would have staff meetings and someone would and he wouldn't tolerate this, someone <laughs> saying things about another person, maybe they're falling down on their job or doing mm-hmm. whatever. Rather than rather than say, tell me what's wrong, the first thing he would say is, how can we support them? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing he would say, mm-hmm. is how can we support them? And I, I, I love that type of thing. And Mike, if I could go back in time, I know we talk about avoiding time traveling on this show <laughs> uh, constantly. One of the things that I could have incorporated into my speech, and I try to today, is... Would you like my opinion, or do you just want me to listen? <laughs> is, it, is that a little bit of the, um, would you rather be happy or right? Right. Uh, a little bit? Yes. Uh, especially with when my children were growing up. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And they were going through those turbulent teenage years. Uh, I think if I could have used that, would you like my opinion, or do you just want me to listen? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if parents would listen to their children, if Partners would listen to their partners more often. Uh, I think with this, I think if the anti-vaxxers would have listened to the vaxxers and if the vaxxers would have listened to the anti-vaxxers and validated each other's concerns and feelings, because no one side is all right and no one side is all wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, How do you feel about, like, and I think one thing goes into when you talk about partnerships and 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 children and long-time relationships um i i I feel like there's a thing that happens um that you know i i feel like i see this with kids where the kids like always says the same thing all the time and and i see parents kind of shrug it off like you know at the grocery store i hear something like that and 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 i realize this parent has heard this like a hundred times right um you know is, is there a little bit of a i don't know if we call it an empathy fatigue when it comes to these kinds of things i feel like this applies here um, you know, it, it has become harder to support after you've heard the same problem over and over again. And how do we deal with something like that, perhaps? Well, when we hear the same problem over and over again, Mike, again, I go back to our 12-step terms. When someone continually comes back with the same issue, rather than validate, we ask them, You're good. we ask them rather bluntly, what do you want to do about it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do about it? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's as simple as that. And maybe a little bit. It seems like we keep doing this. You know, it seems like we keep coming around to this problem. So what's going to change? Or I would keep reinforcing to someone, Mike, you have choices. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do about it? Mm-hmm. You have choices. Mm-hmm. I, I will support them. You can turn your phone off. You can turn your email off. You can, you know, that can happen. In certain situations, if you can, you can uh, do this or that, the other thing. It, it, it's, it's, yeah, it is like, it, it's just helping people realize that a little bit, right? It's like, why do you keep going back and trying to pet a dog that bites you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about three bitey, do- bitey dogs in my head right now. But <laughs> people keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Or going back to a restaurant and saying, this the service here is so slow. Mm-hmm. The food is always... Why am I even coming here anymore? Yes. 
Yes. And we're like, listen, we're not going to that fast food joint. I don't care if it's right down the hill from us. Like, I am, I do not pay money to be sad about my food. Okay. <laughs> Creatures of habit, we most certainly are. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think sometimes people get addicted to complaining. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Isn't that a little bit of, I feel like we're going, we're dancing some topics here. That's cool. But isn't there a little bit of, you know, you, you know, we talked a long time ago, I, I said about uh, one day, like my, my personal philosophy is saying one day I'm going to do this is, is um, toxic because you've satisfies that in your head. That means you don't have to do it today or make a step towards that today. And you've pushed that off. So, so is there a little bit of, I got to complain and that got the, that got whatever juices in me going. And, and instead of taking that energy and putting it towards solving the problem. Most people who complain, Mike, over and over again are looking for sympathy. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for answers. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is They're it, not. Where is it on the list if I call that out? <laughs> is that an invalidating or? Uh... Well, and again, you know, we've talked about this before and I've told people many times and I always tell my patients they're not allowed to use the term I'm sorry in my room. Mm. They're not allowed to use it mm. because I keep telling people you're not a mistake. Yes, yes. That is something that me and me and a friend of mine definitely say that a lot to each other, um, and 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 I've noticed it, and I know it's being called out on it early in my life. So yeah, you're not a mistake. Mm-hmm. No one is. No one is a mistake. And when we give people sympathy, Mike, we're just participating in their misery. Mm-hmm. I'd rather you have compassionate empathy. Mm-hmm. A huge difference between compassionate empathy and sympathy. Mm-hmm. Huge. And for those of you who uh, may have uh, some questions or some curiosity about compassionate empathy, see our previous episode. Mm-hmm. See our previous episode. So what we try to do here, Mike, is not just tell people to turn the frown upside down. We give them legitimate A, B, C, D methods to make something work to put the action into their life, not to just wishes, hopes, and waiting for something to happen. And it has to be received at the right time. Just like you know you need to go to the gym and do X, Y, and Z to get yourself better. But if you, your your brain is not ready to accept it at that time, you know, and if people or people can listen to this very podcast, this episode a hundred times and the hundred and first one, it clicks in their brain and they change something. Sure. We can make a run to get back excuse me, we can make a recommendation and say, hey, exercise would help you. Mm-hmm. But then they're going to say, well, how? tell me how I get to the gym. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do I get there? And that's when you boil down, right? And that's when you boil down. It's like, just go one day. Just go one thing. Get on a treadmill for the first time and realize it's not scary, you know, or, or, or something like that. You know, that first step is always the hardest. And that's what I often suggest to people when I say, you know, they don't understand it when I say in 12-step recovery, going to meetings is not the program. Working with a sponsor is not the program. Praying and meditating are not the program. Reading the big book is not the program. All the literature, all those things, they enhance the program. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Those are 12 steps of change. 
12 steps of change, the three commitment steps, the nine action steps, and the three maintenance steps. You actually have to do something. There's, it's a design for living. It's an outline. The steps are there. The instructions are there. Mm -hmm. The solution is there. Mm -hmm. My suggestion is to get on with your life, to make choices, to get involved in your life. Everyone, make your life an active choice. Put some compassion and empathy into your life. And at the end of every podcast, Mike, we offer a free prescription. As always, we've given out lots of these free prescriptions. Fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself and do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself and forgive another. Invite joy into your life and make beautiful choices. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste, my friends. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website. We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.